Hello, and welcome to the Digging Deeper podcast, hosted by 4constructionpros.com, covering various aspects of the construction industry, including the equipment, people, companies, and associations making it all happen. I'm Jonathan, and this episode features my interview with Brian Williams, Portfolio Manager at Trimble. Today's construction projects are more complicated than ever. With success heavily reliant on attention to detail and coordination of various moving parts, any small oversight or clash in the design process can have a substantial impact on the overall schedule. I wanted to find out more about what types of construction technologies are out there and how they can help with these delays, and of course, how they're being used in the field. As portfolio manager, Brian's focus is to find out what contractors need in the field to improve on the execution of what they're doing on the job site. He's taking what he learns from customers back to the engineers to develop new solutions, or even further develop on the solutions Trimble already has. Brian is one of the guys behind making sure you have access to the new technology solutions. He's watching the innovations and emerging trends and making sure that people in the field have the right tools so they can work correctly. On that note, let me bring you to my interview. We're talking about data flow and the use of digital tools and how that information is used and then sent back to the office. If you look at many job sites, you still see many paper plans used on a job site. Um, and so people are using those, they're actioning on those, but that information is lost as soon as they've actually actioned on it. And I think uh, having more digital data that is useful for people in the field, um, then there's a willingness to <clears throat> enhance that data with what has happened in the field so that uh, the communication back um, into the environment where people are making further decisions, um, they have it in a form that they can digest in a, in a better way. Yeah, building smarter. Yep, absolutely. But we are here to talk about construction delays and the technology that can alleviate some of these pains. Yep. In your experience, what's the biggest cause of construction project delays? I would say uh, based on just our first discussion there was people getting timely information is a big one. Uh, I, it's, it's, it, it has improved over time, especially with the, the advent of, um, especially the advent of using uh, you know, mobile, uh, mobile technology on a job site. Um, information gets to people faster. They get instant emails on their phone. They can exchange data by the phone or on a tablet. Uh, so that has improved things, but there's still a timely difference between, uh, how to say, the intended information versus what actually is happening in the field. Uh, there's always this delay. Uh, so I think that's a big portion of it because that affects uh, many things on who should get the information when, and that affects then how to schedule the right people being in the right place at the right time. Uh, I think some of the other bigger impacts um, certainly today is just the availability of people uh, that's affecting everybody, right? Uh, not just now, I think even before the pandemic, uh, there was a, an issue with the availability of people being involved in construction. Uh, and that's just been heightened by the pandemic. Uh, 
having a shortage of people means trying to execute the same thing with less labor force. And that's where I think some of the digital tools that we can uh, provide to people can alleviate uh, the requirements of having um, extra people in the field. So that's a big area of my focus, making sure that they're more accessible so that they can execute without uh, that labor. And then of course, uh, one of the problems at the moment is the supply of material is is a big fact, big factor, of course. Uh, and uh, so they're probably the main areas right now that are really affecting and, and slowing the decision-making process down, um, that lack of information flowing back and forth from the office to the field. Um, and that, if, that has multiple uh, lead-on effects at the moment. So what type of technologies can actually help minimize these delays? What are we looking for? Yeah, so um, this is where I think um, making sure that uh, people are starting to execute a little bit more with digital data. Uh, I think the problem with uh, in the past, you had paper plans. Paper plans have to be printed. They have to be endorsed. Uh, that is a delay in getting information to people and updating information uh, to people. So generally what happens on the construction site, they get started in the process. People are going and executing on what they have. Then they'll, they'll get an up-to-date plan. The problem is that update plan, um, the construction part has already happened. So then they have to do um, change orders, which affects um, scheduling, time, and also the budget. So if people started using digital data in a, uh, a more readily available fashion, that data can be updated uh, continuously. So people, if people have access to that, um, maybe in an environment where everybody can see the same data, then we know everybody's working on the same information um, almost basically every day, what I call near real time, right? So they're not going to stop every moment to get new digital data, but they certainly can get updates um, on a co constant basis. So that digital data can be available uh, then to be used with technologies that can help them execute better. So for in I'll give you an example of that is... I have my digital data on a tablet. Maybe it's a complete BIM model, for instance. I then can connect that to, say, a robotic total station to then uh, position uh, all that information on the job site. So I can create specific data points that I can accurately uh, position on the job site to make sure that I place all the components that I need to install on the job site. So that increases my accuracy, the speed, and all the timeliness of uh, getting that information uh, in the right hands of the right contractor. Uh, that also can be used maybe in a environment where we want to uh, verify uh, some of the, the constructed uh, pieces on the job site. So we can take that 3D model, put it in the same uh, tablet, connect that to a 3D laser scanner. 3D laser scanner can connect millions of points per second we can get a 3D digital uh, instant model of that site and we can compare that to the model. So we can see where potential clash items have happened. We know construction is not perfect. So sometimes things are put in, uh, not executed absolutely perfectly. So by comparing that to the model, we can see where we might have to make some adjustments for the next contractor that comes in. So an example would be, say the plumbing contractor puts in some piping and now uh, the HVAC guys have to come in and they have to fit it in between this piping. If the piping is 
moved across um, a little bit, um, then they have to then redesign and change uh, their aspect of where they can fit things in because they're not necessarily going to pull down the piping uh, to make uh, to redo and fit um, the air conditioning in. So having that information, the air conditioning contractor can look at that, say, okay, we may need to change the bend a little bit, and they can do that before they get on site so that they can pre-construct it rather than have to make some changes on the site, which means extra labor and extra time and extra money for them. So that's just a pure example of using a 3D model um, and attaching it to, to a couple of different technologies that can help in the process of construction. Wow, what a... That's so interesting to have this technology to be able to say, hey, uh, this has changed just slightly and it's going to affect how you're going to do today's job. That's exactly true. What, how would other technologies like fo photogrammetry, project planning, inventory management, and video and image capture via like drones aid in this process? How would yes. these have an effect on a contractor's, maybe even a payment cycle? Yeah, that's, that's a big part of it. Um, capturing this information and documenting these changes uh, whether it be through a total station, uh, a 3D scanner. Today, a lot more imagery is being used. Um, you mentioned drone capture. Uh, drone capture is uh, generally used in sort of, I would say, the open field of a construction site uh, because you don't have drones flying through the building today. Uh, but certainly over the building and around the building, they can capture digital data that um, then can uh, look at volumetrics, they can look at materials that are on the job site uh, that can determine uh, what's available and when it's available. So knowing what materials on the job site can determine which contractor it, um, can be scheduled next. Uh, when it comes to video uh, capture, that can be done either with your phone or with a 360 camera. That data then can be overlaid uh, with the 3D model, now keeping in mind that the video information is not in 3D, it's really just in 2D, um, but there are clever ways that you can compare the 3D model with a 2D picture and you can sort of uh, verify what's existing and what um, what is not. Uh, so there, that's an emerging area of use of technology, I would say. Um, and then you can get into fully immersive technologies such as um, uh, mixed reality and augmented reality, augmented reality uh, they're starting to be used a lot more because you can actually fully immerse yourself in the model and compare that to what's actually on the job site. So that gives you both real world, model, uh, imagery, all in one uh, overlaid um, and fully immersed. So that really can make sure that you have um, all components um, all in one as well. And that's being starting to be used uh, a lot more. With so many systems providing so much different information, and for me, that's like 25 different tabs open on my browser here. Um, is all this data terminating to a single place? Where and how are all these technologies converging for contractors? That's a good question to ask. Um, I think a lot of people have built their, um, their own repositories of systems. Uh, what we've done at Trimble, we've built an, 
an environment where people can share all that information. It's called Trimble Connect. Uh, so it um, provides uh, an infrastructure for people to um, place all this data, but also to collaborate in that environment as well so that they can actually uh, feed information back and forth. They can comment on that information. Uh, they can share uh, that information and they can then put it in different formats that people can use in the field. So I talked about before, you have your tablet in the field, you connect that to uh, a robotic toll station or a 3D scanner as an example. Uh, what we can do is if you have an internet connection, you can upload data directly from that field software um, to that collaborative environment and also download the latest information as well before you start your work. So when I talked about that near real time information, um, that's how it's being started to being used today. So Trouble Connect is an, is an example of that. There's certainly other platforms where people are sharing information, but this one is really built for construction use and really focused on construction use of data. So um, no matter what format it is or whether, or to, uh, and independent of where the data is authored. So the data can be authored in different CAD environments uh, and can be fed into that environment. Um, you can capture the data in different ways and, and feed that into that environment as well. How we, we talked about um, a bit about like how field technologies can push information to the office or like the model, the digital twin. Um, how can information do the reverse? How can like office information uh, get and reporting get fed into the modeling software? How would that affect? So today what happens um, if you take some data you've captured with a robotic toll station, for instance, uh, that usually comes back as a point data set. That point data set mm -hmm. can have um, various different pieces of information or metadata attached to it. That can go can be imported directly into the model, um, and it can automatically then highlight where things have changed. So if something is moved outside of its designated accuracy, it can automatically recognize that and basically say put a recognizable cloud around it and highlight that to the CAD user to say, something has changed that's going to affect um, the, the rest of the project. So they can look at that, they can make a decision based on that, comparing it to the model and saying, yep, we think this will, um, this will be okay, or no, we need to make a redesign of the next component that has to be constructed. So they're seeing that essentially as soon as they import that data. When it comes to things like uh, point cloud data, say from a 3D scanner, you can bring in, uh, you know, point cloud data is quite large. So it's important to just to bring in the, the piece that you you really are focused on. So what you can do is bring in that small segment of the, of the area that you're focused on. You can, uh, it's in the same coordinate system as the model. And then you can visually see where things uh, are different. Or you can run a clash detection algorithm to say, okay, highlight the areas that are outside the norm um, of expectation. So that's how people can see the data in real time. Then they, what they can do is then, okay, if they do decide to do a redesign, they can do that redesign and send the new model um, back up into that collaborative environment. The people in the field can download it. They can say, okay, we now need to go execute in a different way for this, uh, for this next section. Construction projects can range from small to large, from various, you know, types, uh, residential, commercial, 
even massive ones for like infrastructure and highway recreation. Um, so how do you determine which solution to use or how do contractors know what type of technologies work best with different projects? Yeah, that's, uh, I, I think that's the thing that um, what I've noticed over the last 10 years is people trying to get their mind around the use of the technology and when can they apply it. Uh, I would say technologies can be applied to any project um, at varying levels of, uh, of, of scale, right? So even on a small housing project, certainly a robotic toll station for accurate layout and positioning is used on a daily basis. Would I say something like 3D scanning is used on a housing project every day? I would say no. Maybe on a complex uh, customized home, it might be, but I wouldn't say that it's used on every housing project. Uh, it's a little overkill, I, I would suggest exactly, uh, just because of the scale of the project. Uh, so I would say um, just educating yourself on the different technologies, how it can be applied, can help you make up your mind when it should be used. Um, and we certainly can guide people to that way. We have, um, uh, we sell through a dealer channel called Building Point. They have industry experience and they can help a customer uh, advise when the, the appropriate technology can be used. But I would say the scale of which uh, the technology is used does scale with the project. So as you go from a small project to a larger project, you're going to see more of the technology used. So multiple contractors using the same technology. You will also see... Um, some of the newer technologies being used because the different contractors want to take advantage of that technology so that they can execute in a better way. Um, and then as, as, as you see technologies get applied by one contractor, the other contractors start to ask the question, why shouldn't I be using that technology? So it, it helps propagate the use of technology as some of the, the more, um, ad, not to say advanced, the more um, insightful uh, Contractors who are looking for that cutting edge um, start to use contractors. It gives the other contractors confidence and faith that the technology can be used. So it starts to grow and propagate itself a little bit. Um, and then sometimes the top down comes into effect where, say, a general contractor who's responsible for the project can dictate a little bit to say, hey, we want to be able to capture this information. We want you to execute it in this certain way. We want you to capture this type of data. And that will determine that the contractor then um, gets into that technology and starts using that technology. Uh, but I'd say um, you were right. Um, it starts, um, people start out a little bit small. They can get their feet wet with some of the technology that they can use on a smaller project. And then they can scale with it by adding more of the same technology or then scale into other technologies, um, such as 3D laser scanning, for instance. Um, that is much easier to use today than when I first got into it. Um, 20 years ago, um, it's more readily available, it's much cheaper to access, and it's by far much easier to use today because the data is instantaneously seen on, on, the, on the tablet in the field and you, can, and you can actually even compare the 3D data uh, with 3D models um, in the field today. So one of the big improvements why people are starting to use more of the technology is it is much easier to use and it's also the data is processed much faster. It's actually processed on the tablet in the field, whereas in the past, you would capture the data, take it back to the office, process it for a couple of days, and eventually see the result. Today, you can get basically instantaneous results out of it. And so the evolution of the technology has helped 
the adoption of the technology as well. Sure. We, we, we talked a little bit about scalability and the larger the project is, the, the more technology would likely be used in it. Uh, what type of questions or factors should contractors consider when they're just starting out to make sure that it's a fi good financial investment for them? Yeah, I think um, the, there's a couple of factors that they should look at. Um, if they're using what I would say manual or uh, more traditional ways of um, using or positioning on the job site, say using a tape measure and a string um, as an example or a mechanical total station, they should look at how time consuming that is for them, uh, how well they're executing with it, and then also you know, how much of the labor force time are they using by, by doing it in the old way? Because uh, we've had as, as smaller teams of people as, you know, four or five, uh, four to five to 10 people companies using technologies because they um, saw the advantage of not having to do it uh, in a laborious way. So I would say that um, look at the way you, you're doing things today and if you want to improve on that and execute in a smarter way, then that's when they should start looking to, at adopting some of the technology. Um, how do you see the future of augmented reality? Is it currently still like a marketing tool or do you think it'll be utilized for more and more practical uses? Yeah, so I can speak directly to that um, in a good way. So we introduced uh, mixed reality and augmented reality um, wow, quite a few number of years ago now, probably uh, five or six years ago. Uh, I would say that time it was, uh, we were on the cutting edge of the use of that technology. Nobody had really thought about using it for construction. Um, we broadened that a little bit further once um, Microsoft came out with the HoloLens version two. Um, and we were able to then uh, make sure that people could have access to that in a, in a much smarter way, in fact, incorporate it into, into your safety helmet so that it wasn't an issue on the job site. Um, and then we had applications that uh, showed people that on the job site you could be fully immersed in the 3D model and you could easily spot where you're definitely going to have some areas of uh, construction clash um, and create some issues further down the line. Um, we enhanced that further uh, just recently where we put on our uh, field software that connects to a robotic total station to do, execute and do field layout. Um, so by connecting the uh, HoloLens technology on the hard hat, we call it the XR10. We have direct communication with a robotic total station. You can be fully immersed in the model and the total station will give you highly accurate positioning uh, to every data point that you have to layout on the job site. So that's so it was sort of the next next step in using uh, the mixed reality uh, technology. When it comes to augmented reality, we have an application that runs on your tablet. Um, you can uh, use that tablet. You basically can, using the cameras and the IR technology on the tablet, we can align the 3D model with what you're seeing in the, the real-time vision uh, feed from the camera. And so as you walk around the job site, you will get some drift from time to time for an accuracy standpoint. So we can put, put out some QR codes that can keep that accuracy requirements um, 
to the best uh, the best accuracy that we can gain from the technology. And you can walk around the job site then, and then using the tablet, um, not quite as immersive, fully immersive as a mixed reality device, but certainly you can see the real world versus the 3D model and start using that to document where you're seeing issues on the job site or where potential issues could occur on the job site. So uh, we're now seeing people use that, um, that feature um, in a day-to-day operation. Uh, and they're using that to document not only things like where the clashes are, but they can also, if they've got their um, project management software open, they can document things like uh, materials available on the job site as well. So um, augmented reality is starting to be used on a day-to-day, uh, day-to-day basis for job sites. Um, I would say the mixed reality is slowly ga- gaining ground and people are using it. They started out using it more in the office, but now we're seeing people have the confidence to use it actually on the job site um, in a bigger way. So I would say the use of that technology is um, starting to escalate in use. It's interesting that you say office because how do you see it being used? How do you see the 3D data being transferred over into like reporting and the payment structures and scheduling? Yes. Um, So the great part about the sort of the immersive technology is that the people in the office can see exactly what the people are seeing in the field. So they can see exactly what um, was being seen on the job site. So, and the people on the job site can mark up the, the model with the information that they're seeing. So what happens to that information if they see that things have been installed um, or uh, things are getting ready to be installed, that information then can be fed into an ERP system. Uh, example of that is a uh, viewpoint, uh, which is a Trimble technology. That information is fed into that ERP system uh, that can be uh, confirmed that something's been installed, therefore um, that gets validated and that can go on to then the contractor being paid uh, for that installation. So having that flow of information uh, in a more instant manner and being verified uh, between the office and the field um, leads to um, the contractor's um, being correctly paid for the work they've done and also in in a more timely fashion um, than they currently are. It would be cool if in the future we had this um, God point of view of the construction site on the office computer and you can see all the workers in the field and as the job just gets built, you can just see in live real time action going on. and then just watch it in like a time-lapse, a digital time-lapse, it would be cool. It would be, and we've actually done that a couple of times. We did that on actually our own project here in, uh, I'm based in Westminster, Colorado, uh, when we built our second office space here. We actually had uh, cameras pointed at uh, the building and we were doing it to um, actually to test some uh, AR technology on if we could identify workers and if they had um, their uh, safety, uh, safety inf- uh, all their safety equipment on. Uh, but at the same time, what we saw through the time lapse is we saw the construction process going on during the day. So as things got constructed. So I think in the future, uh, what you will see with the use of 
camera technology and AR technology um, based around that camera technology is identifying things on the job site um, as it's being constructed. So the people in the office could actually see what's happening. They could potentially identify things that the people immersed in the construction site may not see, right? Um, things like deliveries coming through the gates and where they're being placed on the job site. So I think being able to see that from an office point of view can help them say, okay, we know now that material's on the job site. Tomorrow we can have the crane come in, lift those pieces of steel into place um, onto the second or third floor, whatever it might be at the time. So I think that you'll see the adoption of that um, as, um, as time goes on, um, more and more people doing that. It may not happen on every job site, but I would certainly see on some of the larger projects, people using that technology to see the um, construction in real time. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine that would be um, inexpensive. I think that would be a pretty penny to get that in, integrated into your company. <laughs> exactly, yes. Yeah. Aside from everything that we've dis discussed so far, because I want to grab you while you're in this uh, future space, um, what are some other upcoming trends in construction technology? What innovative solutions do you think has the potential to impact construction? Yeah, I think the first one is the, just the growing use of the current technologies that are available um, and how they're used um, more on a day-to-day -day basis. That's the first thing, because I think that that, um, that technology is available now. People can start using it and they can have a, a large impact on what they're doing today. So that would be the first one. Um, and we continue to develop to make sure that they have access to that. Um, so um, that's the first one. I think the next biggest one probably will come from more of a software um, aspect, and that is taking all this digital data and using, uh, I would say, intelligent technology to, um, to analyze that data in real time. So a good example of that is um, you would have seen the introduction of Spot the Dog from Boston Dynamics, um, and today we put a laser scanner on, on the back of it. So an example of how um, intelligent uh, processing of data could happen would be you set um, at night when nobody's working on the job site, you set Spot the Dog off, and it goes around scanning the website, also capturing images of the, of the, of the job site. Spot the Dog comes back, sits into its um, docking station, uploads the data, goes up to um, the cloud. Um, in that cloud, the cloud contains the, um, the design model or the BIM model. Um, it compares this 3D, 3D and 2D data in real time and can then analyze what has changed um, from the previous day um, and then provide um, all the relevant information for people on the job site. So things like what's installed, what's not installed, um, who should be coming next onto the job site um, for you know, all of that type of stuff. So I can see that's going to be an, an area that everybody can take advantage of. Of course, that technology today is um, quite expensive. Well, people will think it's quite expensive, but once that process is used, they'll see the value in, in using that technology and that technology then will have a, a massive impact on people because they're getting the data overnight for the use of the next day rather than having to wait for, you know, um, the transpiring of that data um, in, I would say, today, uh, less than real time or 
maybe delayed because they were so busy the day before they need to capture that the, the next morning and then finally gets back to the office. So uh, I, I can see that that's where uh, a big step will, will happen here in the, ne- in the coming years. I, I hope Spot the Dog is um, paying its union dues. Oh, yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, Should listeners have more questions, uh, where, where can they find me? What's the best contact information? Yeah, absolutely. People are welcome to reach out to me. Um, my uh, email address is brian underscore williams at trimble.com. And that's Brian with a Y. They could also reach out to any of our uh, dealer channel uh, partners, Building Point uh, partners, who um, they can get more information about technology, but they're welcome to reach out to me directly. Great. Well, thank you very much for joining uh, with me today. You're welcome. Thank you, Jonathan. And thank you for listening. So that does it for this episode. Check in soon for another episode of the Digging Deeper podcast posted by ForConstructionPros.com. Until next time, stay safe out there.